For those of you who don't know, I'm Simon Scholes, and I am the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, and we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on social media. Now, that could be video, animation, aerial work, graphical work, all sorts of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand and business was in a position to spend money on a regular basis, having content created. So all these smaller brands who I'd love to work with didn't have the budget, especially within the marketing, but I still wanted to be able to help them. So what I did was I sat down and I came up with a process that I'd been talking about for years. I took bits and pieces from what other people had mentioned as well over the years, bastardized it and turned it into a book and called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. And it takes you through the whole process of everything from marketing planning through to podcasting and everything else that goes on in between as well. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you about tonight. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. I want you to go into 2021 understanding what kind of content you could be creating for yourself for free. Now, this is just going to be a whistle-stop tour of how to nine times your social media. So if you want to read the book, it's 99p and it's available in the section below. Treat yourself for Christmas and uh, hopefully it'll help you get your marketing in order for the new year, specifically your content creation. So not really your actual marketing per se, not your strategy, all that kind of stuff, but just generally the kind of content you could be creating that won't cost you a penny to create. So uh, keep our looks out for that. And um, shall we get cracking on? I think we should. First thing first, let's take a look at who's uh, joined us on the stream this evening. We've got uh, Corinda, who's uh, joined us. Hello, Corinda. Thank you very much for joining us. And Ed as well, who's over on Facebook, uh, wishing us all a very Merry Christmas and have a good one. Thank you very much, Ed. If you are watching, whatever stream you are watching on, whether that be Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, say hello in the comments and I will uh, do my best to uh, do my thing. And uh, very good evening to Miles as well, who's uh, just joined us. Evening, Simon. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Healthy New Year. I think we all want a Happy and Healthy New Year, don't we, really? Uh, especially the way things are going at the moment in the UK. But fingers crossed, we're going to all get through this. And that's what tonight is hopefully going to help a little bit with. So how to nine times your social media, how to make the content you're possibly already creating work a little bit harder for you. So there's a process to this. You don't have to necessarily follow this flow, but if you do, it will give you structure and also help you kind of understand where you're going to go with each piece of content. If you've got any questions about what I'm going to talk about at all, as I'm talking about it, stick them into the comments. I will do my best to answer them all. We are just going to fly through this, make it as quick as possible, um, because it's stuff I've talked about for a long time, and I just kind of want to get you into a position where you can create more content. Uh, so stage number one is understanding who your avatar is. That is who your ideal customer is, who you want your content to appeal to. So you could be a content creator, you could be a brand, you could be a business, whatever. You still need to understand what you want your content to appeal to, who you want it to appeal to. There is no point in making content for Bob, who's 57, if your client is potentially Melinda, who's 27. There's no point because Bob will enjoy it, Melinda won't, and then Bob won't buy your product because it doesn't suit him and Melinda won't see it because she can't consume the content that Bob's seeing because she it doesn't really appeal to her. So 
there you, there you go. You, you need to know who your ideal customer is, who your avatar is. Once you know who your avatar is, you know what they're like, what they do, where they like going on holiday, uh, whether they've got family, whether they've got kids, all that really important information, which you can then throw into the content you're going to create over the year, over 2021. So once you've got your avatar in place, and you should have done that when you first started your business, but if you didn't do it now, once you've done that, you need to start looking at actually planning your marketing for 2021. Now, you're going to set your goals, you're going to set resolutions, all that kind of stuff. So you need to put together a marketing plan as well. Now, this doesn't have to be massively in-depth, but what it is is a default plan for you to fall back onto because we all know things are going to happen through 2021 that might mean we need to change our plans a little bit. Things will happen in our industry sector that we really want to talk about, in which case we have to change our plans. Things like some kind of pandemic might happen, um, which we know we'll probably have to talk about. So you kind of what you're going to do is put together a marketing plan, which is a default plan, like a default diary for your business. So that you know, in the first week of January, you are going to talk about New Year's resolutions and how they tie back into your business or whatever else is happening on that first week of January. And that's what you're going to do is you're going to go through. And I want you to try and do this. Go through the first three months of the year, planning your content, looking at what events are happening, looking at what's happening in your industry and saying, right, I want to talk about these particular subject matters through the first three months of the year. Now, you're going to have one subject matter a week. So you're going to make life a little bit easier for yourself. For me, I do a subject matter every single day. And if you've got the time and the inclination to do that, do it. But if you don't, one subject matter a week. So you've got to come up with like 12, 13 subject matters for the first three months of the year. Now, that is going to help you massively because, number one, you can't then come up with the excuse, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And that's the biggest excuse I ever get from people when it comes to blogging or podcasting or videos or anything. Putting out any form of content, the excuse is always, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. What do you do now? Because <clears throat> you've planned it. You've got a plan in place. You've got your default plan to fall back on. Anything could happen through the year and you could change your mind from that default plan. But you always have that default plan to fall back onto so that you always have content you can create every single week. And even better, you can actually get ahead of the game because this is where actually creating content comes into the plan. So you're going to start off with a blog. The reason I think a blog is a great place to start off is because it just lets you get everything down on paper. You can get all your thoughts down, all your knowledge down on that one particular subject matter onto paper or onto your keyboard. And so then you've got it in front of you. You can read through it over and over again. Make sure it reads right. Make sure it's right for you. Don't always wait for it to be perfect, but do make sure things like your grammar are correct. So install Grammarly and all that kind of stuff to make sure that those apps are helping you make sure that your content is readable and understandable. But as long as you've got the basic information, the base knowledge, the base statistics, whatever you want to put in there, all ready to go, then you can get ahead of the game. But the blog is the first thing I want you to think about creating because once you've got that blog, it removes what I class as and what a lot of other people class as knobhead syndrome. Because you've got everything in front of you. You've got that knowledge down on paper. You've pressed publish. 
because you're happy for it to go out. You are a voice of authority straight away in that subject matter. You are a voice of authority in your industry anyway. So once you've got that blog out, that puts you in a position to then be able to create video content from it. And I know this is a hugely scary moment for a lot of people. Picking up their phone, sticking it in a tripod, and uh, going, right, okay, I'm going to go live in three, two, one, go. It's a scary, scary thing for a lot of people, but you can do it because the reason most people don't want to go live is because they don't know what they're going to talk about. Well, you do know what you're going to talk about because you've already written it. You've got a blog. And all you're going to do is take out some of the key points from that blog and talk about them in your live video. You are already a voice of authority in a written format. All you're going to do is just speak about the stuff you've already written about. Now, if you can go live, that would be amazing. But if you can't, if you're really struggling with the ethos of going live, just set your phone to record. Don't stop and start. Treat it as if it is live. Because otherwise, you will keep pressing start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, waiting for that perfect piece of content. And that's another reason why most people won't put out content, because they're aiming, they're striving for perfection. And you are not an expert on, on filming. You are not an expert on talking into a camera. Not yet. You will get there. But you've still got to do that first one. Everybody has to do their first live broadcast. I had to do my first live TV show. I had to do my first live radio show. This did not come naturally, talking to nobody. It took time and effort and patience and a lot of people telling me I was shit. Trust me, I've had it. And I just kept pushing forward, kept plowing forward and making sure that, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I can do this and you can do it as well. So I want you to really focus on that energy of doing a broadcast of some type, whether it's live or recorded, but just make sure you're putting that piece of content out there. Once you've got that video, then the world's your oyster. Now, there does need to be structure to the video, all that kind of stuff. You can check that out in my book, How to Nine Times Your Social Media. But once you've got that video, you can then chop it up into different content because this is where kind of you're making content work harder for you. You don't really have to do anything else. You could even take stills from the video for when it comes to creating your imagery content that you're going to put on places like Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter. So what I want you to do is consider what could you do with that long-form video that you've just recorded. It's about 10 minutes long. What could you do with it? Well, you could chop out three or four really succinct pieces, make them less than 60 seconds, where you are giving a really key piece of information. Once you've got that and it's under 60 seconds, you've got that great piece of video content, you could post it on Instagram. You could post it on TikTok. You could post it on Snapchat as little bits and pieces. You could even now post it onto Instagram stories and it will cut it up into 15-second blocks for you. It's that simple. And that's come from basically doing a 10-minute video. Now, you're going to end up with maybe three, four, possibly even more than that pieces of content just in video content alone. Then you can take those lines that you've been saying within that particular short-form piece of content and you can word economize it so it becomes more of a statement. 
And you could take that statement and put it over a still that you've taken from the video where you're saying it. And then you have a meme. A meme is just basically a photograph with a quote over it. The main thing is you're going to start using your own quote rather than somebody else's. And you're going to put them out there for everybody to enjoy and consume and get value from. And you're going to put them on Instagram and you're going to put them on Facebook and you're going to put them on Snapchat and on Twitter and on LinkedIn and all these other great sites that where you are hanging out and putting out content. But it's just, look at it, just you're just trying to make the content you're creating work harder for you. The last thing I want you to consider, and this is the probably the most powerful thing that you can do with your piece of content, is to strip the audio off it give it a bit of an edit, tidy it up a little bit, and turn it into a podcast. Now, I've had experts talking about podcasts on over the last few weeks. They, the same as me, believe exactly the same thing. The podcast is probably the most powerful piece of content you could create at the moment. And this is coming from a guy who runs a visual marketing agency, a guy who tries to make sure that brands and businesses are using video. The podcast is more powerful than video at the moment. A video will perform better right now, but the podcast is kind of going stratospheric right now. It really is an excellent piece of content to be creating for your business because simply it's almost frictionless. And by that, what I mean is to consume a blog, you have to sit down to read it. To watch a video like this, I've been live for 14 and a half minutes. Not everybody has got 14 and a half minutes of their life to spare and sit down and watch me go live. So somebody might not sit down and watch a 14 and a half minute video, or as it will probably be a 17 minute video when we finish. They might not even sit down and watch a 60 second video. They might not want to scroll through their feeds and find you on Twitter or on Instagram because they are cannibalized marketplaces and they like other content over and above yours. So that content gets fed to them first. So they have to go searching for your content to find it. And most people won't go searching for stuff. In fact, the only place really people generally go searching for content would be YouTube. So you've got to put all of this into place. But the podcast doesn't really take any effort to consume it. You set your phone up, you say, that's the podcast I like, you subscribe and it downloads it for you. And then you sit in your car you're driving the kids to school and the podcast could be playing off your phone through your speakers in the car. Or you could be at the gym with your headphones in on the treadmill listening to the podcast. Or you could be out for a walk listening to the podcast or walking the dog. Or you could be mowing the lawn or you could be cooking dinner or you could just be chilling in an evening. You could be in the bath. You can pretty much consume a podcast doing almost anything. Not everything, but almost anything. And that's what makes it such a powerful tool for any brand and business. Not only that, but words help you paint pictures. People will watch a video, but sometimes they don't always watch it. So if you can paint a picture with the words you're saying, then you could really draw people in. It gives them just another way of connecting to you. It's just a, such a fantastic tool. So if you're going to take anything from this live today, Please take the idea of, if I do a video, I essentially have a podcast. As long as I strip that audio off and take out anything that is maybe visually spoken about. So if I sat here and said, right, you really must check this thing out, everyone who's listening is going to be going, 
what's he talking about? He's obviously got something in his hand. But if I say, what you really need to do is check out this mobile phone, everybody who's listening then goes, yeah, he's got a mobile phone in his hand. So make sure you take that kind of stuff out so that anything you're talking about that's on screen is actually spoken about rather than just mentioned and then people are consuming what's on the screen. Take that kind of stuff out because it will just annoy the listener. But otherwise, you have a podcast. Get it out there. Put it onto SoundCloud. Set up SoundCloud to feed to Spotify and Amazon and Google and iTunes, just like mine does. And you can go and check out my podcast in the section below. Although if you're watching this, you've already consumed my podcast for today. So thank you very much. Uh, But if you want to just kind of really support, make sure you go and listen to the podcast on iTunes as well and leave a five-star rating and a review. That would be very good of you. But that is basically my how to nine times your social media process. Now, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more in the book, of course, where I delve a little bit deeper into analytics and all that kind of stuff and how you write descriptions and how you write blogs. But that's the basics. You're simply trying to make the content you create already work a little bit harder for you so that you have more time to do what it is that you do, be it making stuff, be it selling a service, whatever it might be. It also gives you more of a chance to actually sell what you do. And that's the hard part for a lot of people is actually selling. I hate it. I despise it. But I know it has to be done for my business to survive. And you know it has to be done for your business to survive. So if you can create time somewhere else, i.e. in your marketing and your content creation, then so be it. And then when you get further down the line, then you can hire a team, an agency like ours or someone near to you who can help you create that content, who can help you take your content up a notch so that you can appeal to even more new people because it's even slightly more creative. Okay, right. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to foxtrot Oscar. Um, Let's have a quick look at um, some of the comments that have come through. Uh, Yeah, Ed is here saying, a majority of my first few videos were shit and cringeworthy. I've improved and I'm way better. Once you start, you never look back. Exactly. It's just taking that first step. And it does take mega, mega guts to do it. But once you've done it, you'll be absolutely fine. And trust me, nobody's going to watch you to take the piss. People who are watching you will already be fans of your brand and what it is that you do. That's how they're finding your content. So if they're willing to watch you because of that, then they just want to get value from what you've got to say. They're not there to troll. And then hopefully they will share their content with more people and they will watch it. They will listen to it. They will consume it and they will share it and so on and so forth. And that's what you want for organic growth. So hopefully you've got some value from today's podcast, from today's live. I know it's a, it's, it's, it's a strange uh, time we're all currently living in, but um, yeah, hopefully we are going to get through to the other side of this. I will catch you again on Wednesday when I will be back at midday uh, for my final broadcast this week because obviously Friday is Christmas Day. Um, but there will be a podcast that day, just not a live broadcast. Uh, but until Wednesday, uh, please continue to stay safe in these crazy times, uh, whatever tier you're in, and uh, I will catch you on Wednesday. But until then, have a good one and take it easy. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.